I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Language. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Into the park castle! Last week, nerd. I do enjoy the this occasional Christmas. escape during Christmas break and going oh, yeah. and checking out a great movie by myself. It's also a good way to like hang out with relatives if you don't want to talk that much. If you're like, hey, we're all together, we do, let's go to the movies. You know, we could just sit in silence for three hours. No, I never invite anyone to a movie. It's too much pressure. you i know why you're happy tonight and that is of course yes i know it's been a tough week but i know why you're happy tonight listeners that is because bryce harper came back against the chicago cubs with a grand salami on wednesday eve was it wednesday or thursday john that this feat happened in the city of brotherly love I believe it was Thursday because I feel like Friday I wanted to ask social media, how many times did you watch the Grand Slam today? Yes, I I remember posting on social media Friday in case you missed it. And if you missed it, you're not a Phillies fan because I think I watched that, not exaggerating, I think I watched it six times, like from the plate appearance to like him reaching home plate that day at work. I think I watched it like the six great times. Thing is, the great thing is um, I'm on this thread with Bob, who's on the show all the time, and uh, these two other like hardcore Philly fans. And like Tuesday, our one friend was like, Bryce Harper is the most unclutch hitter ever. I, I, I hate him. He's an <laughs> overpaid stiff. And then thir- Friday morning after Harper, you know, hit the Grand Slam and everything, they did like a like this like analysis on Sports Center, and it was like this season Bryce Harper has been the fourth most clutch hitter in baseball. Yes, <laughs> that's like, so true. I don't think you're watching. That's the problem with uh, Phillies fans, and I can say that because I'm a I'm a big Phillies fan myself. Is like uh, the day after he hit that, I saw not one but like I think two headlines in different like sports periodicals. That said, uh, is Bryce Harper finally getting his, you know, giving his money's worth? Wait a minute. finally showing up? You know what? If he went, if he didn't make, if he didn't hit anything this season, that would be, okay, maybe we'll talk. But it's the first season that he's on the Phillies, and he's, it's not just him, you know? Like, he's doing great, and we're, we're so quick to judge. And you know what? Oh, my gosh. There's something about Bryce Harper that I never knew. Uh, until he became a Philly. He's like such a good guy. Uh, like he's super into his family. And during the game that was Charlie Manuel's first game back, because he's now our hitting coach, you know, the former manager who 
led us to the World Series in 2008. Uh, in the middle of the game, Bryce Harper like brought him a cup of water. Like saw Charlie yeah, saw sitting that. in the dugout cool? and was like, you know what? I'm I'm like the highest paid player on this team. The least I can do is like respect tradition and and yes. respect like the chance. So like you know what, dude? Class like act. it doesn't matter what you do this season. Like I'm in. I'm I'm all in on Bryce Harper. I'm so sick of people like getting mad at him for having a bad game or two because he makes so much money. Right. He's making so much money. Yeah, but he's also hitting a lot like, of home runs. And and you know how many seats he's putting or how many butts he's putting in the seat because kids know who he is and want to come see him. Oh. The, the Bryce Har- yeah, the Bryce Harper Harper merchandise is outselling like 3 to 1. Yeah. I mean, it's he's a name. He's and it's his first year. It's like when we knew Howard came to the Phillies and he was good. It's like that exciting like this is a this guy's gonna be around for a while. Oh, we shit. have like a a national like an international superstar, and uh, how about we just like give him a break? Like he's like fifth in home runs. Well dipped. He's the fourth most clutch hitter on the team. I don't care if he's batting two fifty three. He's making the players, the other players on the team, try to play better because they're on his team. Yeah, he's mobilizing the talents. Yes. Of other of the players. And he's a first baseman. Who is? Who, who, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Wait a minute. He plays isn't right he field. Like, no, but isn't he like a natural first baseman? Well, he could play first base. Like I bet you like later on in his career he'll play first base, but he's a right fielder. No, no, I know that's his position, but isn't he? didn't he start off playing first base? I don't think so. Huh. I could be wrong, because oh. I'm Sports of John, and I have none of the facts. Actually, you're Sports of John, and you have all the facts. Yes. The question that the—I think Biscardi, by the way, is going to be joining us, ladies and gentlemen, all in right. a bit. Uh, I don't—he said he's getting his shit together. His shit's taking forever. I don't and know. And now— But I know he's at a bar. So I think he's probably not going to join us. He's in oh. Candlewick, can, the Candlewick oh. in Buckingham, Pennsylvania. And I believe he's probably oh my gosh. ordering his food. I don't know. So he went to Milwaukee, I guess, because of sad news. But then he's back. But then does he have to go back to Milwaukee? I don't Why would he go, Like, if, I still don't know where he lives. I don't know what he does. What if we found out there isn't were three he, of him? Isn't he in the the Coast Guard? I think so, but I don't know. Like in all seriousness, like... isn't he like <laughs> not in the Coast Guard, but like like some faction of the Coast Guard? So you know as much Maybe. as I do. Right. Oh. I know only from what's on the show. I've never told like, yeah, I'm working. I I, I don't oh. think he gives us direct answer too. I think it's like, hey, Michael, where who is your employer? What do you do for a living? It's like oh, I do some stuff of a faction of the military for some guys in a thing. It's like, but are you like special ops? Can you not talk about it? No. No, it's not that at all. Okay, then what? Yeah, it's stuff's happening. Okay. I'm like, things, you are know, bo- <laughs> things are booming. What? If you were that, you know, it's juicy. under the radar and that, like, you had to be that, like, secretive, I don't think you would be on the podcast. You know, it'd be like Bob, where, like, we just can't say his last name. 
Right. <laughs> that would know? be funny what if he couldn't fuck? say his last name, though. So we like, we have Michael. Mike on the show tonight. Uh, I, got, I was talking to Bruce <laughs> earlier. He's like, he wants to come on the show. He said, yeah, what do you guys want to talk about? I said, well, John and I feel like we only scratched the tip of the dick. And we want to make it more of like an adult show. Dick. And we'll talk about like, <laughs> the process and stories. And I want to ask him, Bruce Hale, like, do you ever – how many drafts do you go through? And do people like veto things? Are they like – are the publishers like, you can't do this or you want to do this? Or like, oh, do you ever want to get yeah. racy? And I, I don't want to talk to him about politics. And it would probably be a nerd. Jesus, Tony. It will probably be a nerd because oh that was very – Oh my gosh! Is politics, and I want to like get his take on it. Is he re- see all all the artists, all the artists well, are, unless you're, uh, you know, Tim what do you Al- think that means? You know, like most artistic minds, and I think in like a hundred years, people are going to go and look back at our comedians as like, you know, our philosophers, and all of them. Yeah. Wait a minute. to be on the same page. And is that because they're so rich so they don't really have to care about money? I was thinking about this last night. I was watching back-to-back Jim Gaffigan specials on uh, Netflix. Dude, how far? I, I can't believe oh him. Gosh. Like, the first one was over an hour. Yeah. Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it was still going when he went on for, like, 20 minutes about horses. <laughs> yeah. I promise no more horse jokes. <laughs> so here's a, so ponies. He's unbelievable. Ponies. And you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't drink water during his set. Either that or the oh. editing is phenomenal because there's no water bottle around him. There is, like, he there goes, is like, editing. Because there's no – usually you see like the water bottle on the chair near them yeah. or on the floor. Yeah. I didn't see any like water bottles. No. And he's a big guy. He I, he would need – and all the voices he does. You think he would need yeah. some water, water in the loins. Yeah. I would think his throat would get like a little hoarse. <laughs> when he talks like that. Why is he still talking about horses? Yeah, this is a lock, and it's our love on this bridge right now. But I was thinking about this watching Jim Gaffigan about why are like because he he only he doesn't get political and he's a pretty clean comedian as funny as he is. He's like a Catholic guy. He goes to church regularly. He's uh, does he? Yeah, like every Sunday he goes to Old St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York with his family. Like he's a he's a Catholic man, and. he I thought he was it. a Catholic man like me. Like, he went and now he doesn't. No, he goes every Sunday with his family to apparently to St. Patrick's old St. Patrick's. Like Cathedral. in New York City. Yeah, like there's two St. Patrick's Cathedral. There's the big one that everyone knows, and there's like the first one. Right. Uh, that's in uh, I guess Mulberry Street or something, Mott Street, in Little Italy or Chinatown maybe. Hmm. But anyway, I was thinking about Wire, like, I literally was thinking Wire, some people in the entertainment industry, liberals, and I think one of two things. One is, to be an artist, usually you're, like, poor for a while or starving, and you're more in tune with, like, social needs and social agendas, because, you know, that's just kind of where you are. You're, like, aware of the struggle. It's tough to, yeah, it's tough to be in a rock band. (laughs) Or a struggling actor, or comedian, and be like, no, I think we need to talk about immigration policies and the CDs and the 401ks being subsidized by the government. Because no, and another reason is there's the the industry is so diverse. I mean, it's Muslims, Catholics, Jews, atheists, everybody, uh, black, white, Asian, Chinese. all over the board, everywhere. So it's t- and I'm not saying you can't be any of these things if you're a Republican, but historically, 
a lot of these situations you're liberal in, and that's I think I that's why. Like, and it's based in California, which is I like think it's a liberal right. state. Right. Well, California is not just a liberal state. California is is what this country's going to become twenty years in the future. Uh, it like always has been. It's like think about it. The first people that came here, the people that were crazy enough and brave enough and open minded enough, just kept walking west until they oh, hit another oh. ocean. So it's like in their wiring, they're like meant to like think outside the norm. Good, you good know? call. Yeah. Oh and I, think, I think like in order to be funny, you have to think in all. Um, you know, in all aspects of, of comedy, like what would this person think is funny or what is everyone going to think is funny? You know, I think you think in those terms and that's why you're not uh, racist oh. because you've seen people like of all shapes and sizes that are funny. And in your world, that's really all that matters. That's a good point. Like That's when, a good point. When people were trying to get on Seinfeld for only having white people on comedians and cars, he was like, do you really think that I'm considering any of that? The only thing I'm considering is that person's funny. I want them on my show. <laughs> Did he say that? <clears throat> Basically, yeah. Were they getting on him for comedians and cars? Because he's had... He's had, uh, you know, Jewish people on. He's had Eddie Murphy on. He had Tracy Morgan. He had Dave Chappelle. I mean, I don't see that. I don't know. Those are just people looking, you know, well, for something. People that'll just get offended at anything. Or just people that are looking for something. Like, hmm, what could I say about Seinfeld that's negative? Because that'll get me a lot of attention. Because hardly any. It's like someone looking for something negative on Tom Hanks. It's like, I'm going to do this to get attention for myself, even I if it's think, not true. I have a theory about everything going on with the oversensitivity and the snowflakes, is this is all going to blow back on itself. You're going to get more like Eminem circa 2002s coming out of the, the woodwork, and yeah. people are going to be like feasting on that because they're like, finally, someone that doesn't give a shit anymore. And I think with a lot of this stuff, you know, you need to evaluate what they're doing and what or what platform they're doing it on if there's like a sexual harassment thing or whatever like take it up with the supervisor if there's like a sexual assault like go to the police let them publicize it do stuff like that first but when these people come out of the woodwork and are just like on twitter like Katy perry is now like a target like two women came out and be like she tried to kiss me at a party it's like did you go to the police did you take it up with her why are you what are you doing this for and I feel like, whether it's right or wrong, it's at a tipping point mm-hmm. where soon something's going to break and we're just going to like stop caring anymore. And the well, real I think we're there. The, I think yeah, we're there I, and I, we don't even yeah. realize it because of our president. Like our president t- has taken it to such an extreme, the other side, and we're all just like used to it. Like we all like laugh and make jokes about what he says for like a day or two. And then it's just back to normal. Back to normal. I feel like we should check our president first with his offensive lines and quotes before we start going after other people. You know? Like, okay, fine. Let's let's talk about Ben Affleck 
touching a butt at a party in 2002. But let's also talk about President Trump <laughs> disrespecting millions of Americans every every week. How about some capacity. let's talk about President Trump paying off a porn star to not talk about him having sex with her? Like, <laughs> yeah, where did that go? How did we just like? We were kind of just like, oh, well, that's what he was before he became president. No, that's what he still is. Yeah, no, yeah, that's still what a thing. Fuck? That's still a reality. Yeah. Oh, Scardy wants to be sliced in. All right, we'll slice him in. John, I, I, I think that's a really oh, good, shit. good logic there. I love the hats. I never get over seeing the baseball caps in the back of your office. It, it never ceases oh to amaze me. It's like going to uh, a museum every time we do a show. I know. I know. It is It is spectacular. Like, every time I look at it, like, because I, you know, I, I'm sitting at my work desk, so I have, like, conference calls on, like, a Skype version. Oh, uh, nice. Two or three oh, times a week. Attention. And every time someone makes a comment on my hats, man, you How have a you lot not? of hats. I'm like, I have them all. That's all I would talk about. They'd be like, no, we need to talk about third quarter projection. They'd be like, what we need to talk about is that Montreal Expos cap that's in pristine condition next to that... Miami Marlins. Right. <laughs> right, man. That, There's like real Easter eggs uh, for like real baseball fans in here. Oh my gosh. Pretty amazing. I like the Tampa Bay hat too. I'm really I'm really worried that uh I can't find my all red Cardinals hat. Oh really? like I have the I have the blue one, you know, the navy one. Uh, yeah. If you can see it next to the Reds hat back there, like I have the navy blue Cardinals hat, but I don't have the all red one. I think I, I lost it had a in a drunken blue. stupor. Oh, Cardinals? Yeah. I love the all red one. Like all red, no outline, just red and white. Oh, oh, the Reds hat. It's next to the Reds hat, the navy blue Cardinals, but I can't find the oh, all yeah, red yeah, Cardinals yeah. hat. That's right. I like the all red too. Oh. I always forget they do the blue. I know. It's like they're. But I know they do. They do it. There he is. It's a big guy. Tweet us at the underscore podcast, and we're oh, now live shit. with all three men with our dicks out. Um, Are we live? Oh my gosh! You know I was going to take How are you, Lord? This. I'm uh, <laughs> stressed so much. So much to dick on. Uh, I apologize oh, for. You sound Chiming in so late here, and but we're having studio issues on the East Coast studio and the Northeast studio. <laughs> but <laughs> I was hoping to uh, outline. There's just so much to talk about. I was hoping we could uh, brainstorm, but I'm having these technical difficulties, and I don't want to hold the gents up. Oh no! No, let's let's hash it out though. There's uh, there's a lot to talk about. Where do you guys want a to lot. start? I mean, we talked about yeah airlines. Yes. I mean, Biscardi had to travel a lot. Uh, yeah. And yeah. he got stuck on the runway. Like, Again. Like, th- I mean, that's maybe my worst nightmare. Like, I'd rather be in detention in grade school because there's better things to look around at than being right. stuck on a runway in an airplane where they don't, they lie to you the whole time. Hey, we're gonna be we're gonna be out of here in about fifteen minutes. We're just uh, do, 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 do. yes, and that fifteen minutes is always over an hour. We're gonna give out water. Do you think it's air traffic control telling them five minutes, or they're just being trained these pilots to, in their customer service skills uh, to lie to their customers and blame it on air traffic control? 
I can answer that. What totally. I was told by a pilot in that situation is they will tell the um, passengers whatever they have to to keep them calm, regardless yes. of the situation. Wait a minute. But uh, uh-huh. a lot of times they don't know. I, I'm just talking about in the situation when um, you're stuck in the right. runway. They don't know when right. they're going to be taking off. Because they're waiting on air traffic control. So there's like a time frame. Uh, that's what I was told. I don't know if, how real that is. But they will tell uh, you whatever I, I, has I to be done to remain that. calm. You could be, you know, unless you're like ready to crash. and may have to be like, brace yourself, you know, say a prayer. Yeah. They will tell you whatever it takes <laughs> to keep you calm. Which yeah, I like. Yeah, lie to me. Brace I don't want to know, like, there's a big problem unless I'm going to No, die. but like John said, it's always five Five minutes, ten minutes at most. Fifteen, 15 minutes. Fifteen is the max. They never say more than fifteen. Yeah, um, but it's always the same airport, you know. Because uh, all right, so I'll get into the whole itinerary uh, in a minute. But uh, on uh, Wednesday night, I landed in Philadelphia to catch the shuttle over to uh, MacArthur Islip. Because you have to fly into Philly to get to Islip, where I live. It's more yes. convenient to fly out of Islip, but that's only convenient to get to that airport. And it's convenient to, because it's small, and I don't have to take monorails around MacArthur Airport, and I don't have to take underpass, you know, like you do in Atlanta or, or Chicago O'Hare. You pay an inconvenience oh, yeah. in the connections. Um, yes. And, you know, when you land in in these airports, these big hubs like uh, Charlotte or O'Hare or Philadelphia, they drop you off at, at, you know, Terminal A, and you got to schlep all the way over to to Terminal F, which is, I guess, the last. I don't know if there's a Terminal Golf. Lots of schlepping. And and everybody's racing to get to to the flight. And I'm racing to get – it was like – you know the the military hurry up and wait. That's all I did. I had to hurry up to make the flight to wait to sit on the on the tarmac and just yeah, wait. always oh. hurry up and wait. Just... It's like people that speed and cut you off, and you're sit you're sitting next to him at the red light. Yeah, yes. that's the worst. And you or you cut them it's off, like... and they're behind you, and you're like, oh, Shenandoah, Shenandoah, Shenandoah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the airport man. things are the worst. Um, and it was, it was a rough itinerary altogether. If you want me to get into yeah. it, yeah, it yeah, hell yeah. yeah Sorry okay. too about everything that happened under the circumstances. It's not easy traveling under duress. No, definitely not. Well, we um, they don't make it easy. So, so we, I drove out to Milwaukee uh, with oh, the God. missus. We can, we can talk about all that. Yeah, but I had to fly back because I had business to take care of. And yeah. um, so <laughs> it was kind of funny. So my sister-in-law, God bless her, she let me um, borrow her car to take to Milwaukee Airport. So everybody was going to the funeral. Right. And uh, I had to leave. And I felt bad because, you know, this was the day they were either going to bury him or cremate him. Uh, my my father-in-law who passed away, and I don't know actually what he did yet. I haven't asked. But um, anyway, so she was kind enough to to give me her vehicle, and I said, no, 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 I'll take a cab, a bu- an Uber, a bus, whatever to get. Oh my gosh! Shit. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I forgot uh, about the whole funeral thing. 
Yes. I just uh, that all just jogged my memory right now, which is really like the main topic. Which we will right. get in. But we'll we'll finish up on taking our oh, pod yeah. shots at the lines. Pod shots. Uh, oh yeah. It was, I was planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, I was actually just planes, buses, automobiles. The, the train wasn't uh, involved wow. this particular thing. So I had to take a bus. But first, again, oh. my sister-in-law was nice. She let me borrow her car, and, and it was against my wishes. I said, look, I'll, I'll take an Uber. But she said, take take my car. Well, after we're done with the funeral, we'll come by. We'll pick up the car, the, whatever parking lot and i said all right well i don't want you paying for the parking um you know my wife will go with you and you use our card when you exit in the place and i got like a super saver for eight bucks anyway so that was really nice let me borrow the car that so is I nice, drive to nice from wisconsin to their from their house to milwaukee airport uh, and they have it by the way they have this lovely dog he's such a good boy he's so obedient and as I was leaving to drive to Milwaukee Airport, he was watching me the entire way through the window. It was oh, really Oh, that's cute. <laughs> what kind yeah. of dog? Uh, I think he's Great like part animals. boxer, and he, he's, he almost looks like he has a mix of uh, pit bull in him with his face. But, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but he's such a good dog. And he's watching me leave. And uh, as I'm pulling out of the driveway, he just wouldn't take his eyes off the window. He's a really good dog. So then I get to Milwaukee Airport, and I'm at the Super Saver parking lot. It's like eight bucks, covers you for the entire day. And then after that, I got to wait for a shuttle to take me to the place where the bus. Oh, look at that! My chimes are going off in the background in our studio here. Oh, nice! I like it. Oh yeah, that sounds good. The grandfather clock. Yeah, is that is that what it is? A grandfather clock? I fucking love those things. Oh, the cathedral bell. There's like seven left in the world. <laughs> you have one. Uh, so, uh, it's done. Good. So when I got there, I got to wait for a shuttle now to take me to the uh, the baggage claim where I guess the bus takes you to O'Hare because you know to fly out of Milwaukee was going to cost me a fortune. Yo. Even yeah, out of the were, New York, we were talking about what's York. worse, Atlanta or O'Hare, and like I'm remembering just how big O'Hare Airport, like it is, like its own little town. Yes, and and the um, yeah, it's huge. The underpass, I, they have like okay. a, the the neon so lights. Good. You feel like you're you're going into another dimension because. Yeah. Uh, and it's never yeah. ending. It's almost like you're dreaming. You're now entering the penis zone. The penis. The dick light zone. I've actually never yeah. flown out of Midway. Only O'Hare. But they say Midway is easier, but I, I've never seen a flight out of it that, you know. Yeah, neither have I. Midway. Never seen that on the, on, the, uh, on the schedule, on the options. Yeah. So, um, I get to the bus stop at Milwaukee to take me to O'Hare where I get the cheaper flight because it was basic economy. You know, I just didn't want to spend 500 bucks on a one-way ticket just to get to the East Coast. All right, it's just oh. a filthy racket. There's no call for charging that kind of money, but whatever. I will say this. Um, American Airlines was accommodating, and I'm going to get to that in a Blast second. I'm going to get some credit. 
And uh, that started when I got it uh, uh, into O'Hare. So I get to Milwaukee, and it take, I said, I'm not going to make this flight. Because by that point, it was 12 noon, and I had to be on a 305 flight. You know when you get on a bus, you're not talking about normal Google time here. You know it's going to be the stops. Yeah, yeah. There's no, it's never any degree of accuracy with right. these buses. <laughs> so it took me about an hour and a half to get there and what would have normally taken an hour. Oh, uh, but by the time I had got to uh, O'Hare, I had, in fact, missed my flight, which oh. I knew I was going to. Oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, so I missed the flight. Actually, American Airlines was very accommodating. They knew I had certain, uh, you know, was, uh, connections, affiliations, if you will, and they were very accommodating, as they usually oh. are with a lot of uh, military personnel. Um, yeah, good. So they they put me on standby, but man, I'll tell you, it was a it was a gut wrenching experience on the standby because I was thinking. Shit, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I don't know if I'm gonna make this. They, they, you know, they hold you until the end of the flight. It's not like they say, "Hey, look, we're gonna put you on standby," but uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna cut you to the front of the line. No, you still gotta wait, and you no. you, you got in there. Uh, but that was God. only because that's not to say that they wouldn't just say, hey, you're gold, we're going to put you on standby, but you're guaranteed to see. You need to get to, like, the platinum or rhodium status of uh, the airline um, advantage program, which I'm not quite at yet. I have some miles, but I'm not – I don't even think I'm gold status yet. But you know that they do that. Probably – oh, of course. Yeah, no, it's a thing. So anyway, I go up to the the Admiral's club. Make it a captain. I, I, mm. And I get it at the Admiral's Club while I'm waiting for the mm. uh, the gate to kind of open up and announce the the next flight going to New York, and they yeah. do or to Philly, not New York to Philly. Mm. And so when I get down there, they have me stand on line and like, oh wait, are are you Biscardi? I said yes, ma'am. <laughs> are you Biscardi? Yeah. Wait a minute. Are you Biscardi? Are you Biscardi? <laughs> You know all about me. What can you do for me? And I, they said, we'll you'll have to wait till the flight's over. So it looked like there was, I was number seven, I think, on the standby, and it was out of 15. I even noticed from seven, I think I got bumped to nine, and they let one other guy in standby. I mean, I waited to the very last minute until they finally said, well, okay, you're good. And I said, thank God. But I'm thinking, you know, you could have scared yeah. me a lot of action. I think that they were going to put me on regardless. You know, I, I let them know it was a funeral situation, and they're very, I get, I'm very thankful. But could you just? I, I'm not looking for special treatment, but if you're going to give me the special treatment, don't give it to me. And you know, I already saw a guy get a heart attack. Don't give me one too here. You know, because I was ready to to go and rent a car and drive all the way back. Because Shit. I didn't think of oh my gosh. Flight. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's harrowing. Then I land in Philadelphia. Treat, as soon as I as soon as I land in Philly, uh my phone is dead, but everybody else on the plane is um getting on theirs 
and they're they're reading about this guy in the standoff at uh, I guess near Temple University, and I'm going, oh shit, what happened oh, this time? Yeah, nice. Tim. In a lot. Did you hear about situation. that, Clark? Yeah, yeah, I did. It felt like that was going on for like 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, and people were checking. There were a lot of locals in the area, and they're checking on their loved ones, their friends, and I'm, I'm going, oh shit, what's going on? All right, well, let's. Um, my let's cousin's hope it's a nothing. detective. I'm like fucking. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a lot of people are getting shot like all at once. That's yeah. crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. So. So that right. was affecting you. Yeah. That was probably around. No, nah, it didn't hold. It didn't hold us up, but oh. um, it didn't help the situation. And so I get off the flight in Philadelphia finally, and then I had to get. I, I was get dropped off at Terminal A, and while I was uh, getting to Terminal F, I always know I'm going all the way to the end because the shuttle that goes to MacArthur Airport is always Terminal F. There's never a break. They're never going to land me somewhere no, closer to I know. F. <laughs> the gold. That's how Atlanta, Atlanta is. It's yes. like, oh, of course. They, your flight is in, uh, yeah, gate E. And then I'm like, where am I? Oh, A. Great. Yeah, they, right. they like laugh about it. They're like, you can make it if you run. It's like, I paid a lot of money for this. Right. And I, there was this racing? poor girl that had to do that. She was bumping everybody out of her yeah. way as politely as could excuse me excuse me excuse me gotta make the flight gotta make the flight oh my gosh and everybody uh, on the plane we're all looking at you like hey look i've been there i know you know i don't blame her we've all been there um and then by the t- again hurry up to wait because by the time i finally got to terminal f i got to i think terminal c and then i finally got to that little shuttle in philadelphia airport where they take you to terminal f and um philadelphia and what they're trying, shuttle? and it's just on that. You know, quick, 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 the shuttle's leaving. Wait, the shuttle at Philadelphia? Yeah, there's a bus. So Terminal F is uh, all the way on the other end, obviously. But there's a shuttle that takes you. You get on the, the tarmac, and the quickest way to get there is from the, uh, is on the tarmac, the way that um, – Oh, I got gotcha. you. Got gotcha, you, yeah. So I get on the shuttle, and we're in Terminal F, and by the time that I get there, we get on the, the on the plane. As it, it's just about to board and take off, but when we get on, I get on and, and I have a seat, and I got to take a piss really bad. Oh no! So, uh, oh, the old I my That's my problem. I only I have slam my uh, beers right before I get on. Yeah, me too. That's why I wear a diaper. Yes. Yes. That's. The airport good idea. Diaper. No shame. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know anyone. Who I cares? go take a leak in the back, and by the time I get back, there's a guy sitting uh, in my seat, and I, I said, uh, "Oh no problem. I'm, you know, take." I wanted the aisle, but at this point, I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I, I'm in the aisle, but I'll take the window." He goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, can I ask you a question?" Yeah, shoot. Uh, that's my wife over there. Would you mind switching seats? And at the time, I thought nothing of it. Dude, it's an hour and ten minute flight. You really got to sit next to your wife. Yeah, what a what a what a win. You know, if you go down, if we go down, it's not going to matter anyway. <laughs> right. An hour and ten flight. Can I sit next to my wife? Couldn't you use the oh, break? That wife. But I really regret. <laughs> yeah. 
I was hoping to have the two seats. You know, in the little shuttle flights, the the port side is all singles, and then the starboard side is the doubles. So I had a starboard double, and I thought it had had it all to myself. But this guy was sitting after I came out of the John. He was sitting there, and I had to go to the port side single, and there's just no leg room. It's made for midgets, and, and <laughs> you know, really, dude, you had to you had to sit next to your wife for this hour and fifteen minute flight. Did you have to hold her hand for the shuttle flight? Is that what it was? But whatever, you know. So yeah. uh, we we're yeah, sitting. Use a break. Hour. By an hour, and we're still not taking off. The pilot's going through every excuse he can, as Clark just said, to keep us clean. So far, looking right now, we're number five, but uh, <laughs> something nasty coming through. But don't worry, when we take off, we'll be able to slice right through it. Don't worry, your lives are not in any danger. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for flying. Till Thank two you. hours. And, then and if say, anyone wants to sign up and be a gold member, see Nancy. I love that. Yeah, gold member. Dude, the worst. The it's worst. So the worst bullshit, like sales pitch, upsell ever. We're delayed on the tarmac, yes. and you're trying to get me to like add my bonus points and sign up for your credit card. It's gonna I crush know. my credit. You've a- You've already spent a Which lot of time with us. already, so that did me no benefit. But, yeah, yes, they did pitch that in the way, well, uh, if you haven't yet done so, take advantage. It's of like, why don't you just play, like, 10 minutes of, of like, some com- of, like, a Seinfeld, like, stand-up, like, or, you know, someone who's clean. Just put that on. Don't do your pyramid scheme. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. While they did that, they were, before they got into that speech, I tried to switch seats into the bulkhead, which was uh, not occupado. What's the bulkhead? But I got, I start, the bulkhead is in the front. So this was a shuttle plane. In this oh. case, the bulkhead was the first class instead of the bulkhead oh. just behind first class oh. because it was such a small plane. Oh. So I get to the front and I get the, the flight attendant slash security guard. She had this really nasty smoker's voice with a gap in front of her and a two teeth. Hey, you. She was working the late night crew hey, where you know. So she gives me she uses her arm as a barricade. Where are you going? Oh, I sit in the front since I lost my seat and and oh, we try and intentionally keep these. Open uh, for weight distribution. Oh yeah, sure. I understand. My 180 pounds will probably bring us down over the uh, south shore. So I, I got you. Yeah, my 180 pounds is is pivoting on this flight safety. Right. So <laughs> I get back to my little tiny seat, and then that <laughs> the next hour, as uh, as as John just perfectly, <laughs> perfectly. Yeah. Impersonated. That's exactly as, how it went down. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, looks like we've got reports from the south of some weather coming from the southwest. We're going to change our flight path. Uh, shouldn't be more than a few more minutes. We're, we're number five in line. We're just waiting on confirmation. 
But it should be smooth sailing. Just sit back, relax, enjoy the flight. Thank you for your patience, and we'll get up in the air as soon as possible. And then, you know, we sat for 50 more minutes. if you want to join our silver club, (laughs) where you get a free blowjob once we reach (laughs) 30,000. If you want to watch Ask my for car, Samantha. I'll take a hand job if you want 20,000 miles. Oh, but the headache didn't stop there. Once we're finally in the air, I don't know what kind of flight path we took because we were all over the place. But uh, I landed. The, the flight was supposed to get in on the island at, at uh, 1030. I didn't get in until midnight. So right. here's the oh. other kicker where the, I got the gypsy curse laid upon me. Once again, the gypsies had another laugh on me. I get it, and my phone is dead, and I can't charge it because my charger was broken. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Fucking United. Fuck. What the fuck? My charger's broken. I'm down at the baggage claim. I'm I'm a lunatic plugging into probably seven or eight different outlets trying to get my phone charged so I can call an Uber to get home. Oh, and man. none of them work. And I realized, I said, it can't be this charger. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wire on my charger, and it's all, you know, shredded. Frayed. Yeah, it was frayed. Oh, jeez. Finally, this nice kid, he's working the late shift, and he's asked if he can help me. I said, are any of these outlets working? And I said, he goes, try that one. There's one there. I said, nope, doesn't work. No? Well, we'll try that one. Nope, doesn't work. He goes, well, come on back. He takes me back to the employee lounge. Wow. Good for him. This kid and needs a raise or a better yes. job. Yes. Low job. And uh, he plugs my charge. And he sees <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? What the what fuck? That's oh nice he gosh. took you back to the employee lounge, though. I like when people go above and beyond to help you in Dude. traveling situations. You're like, or any situation. I, when I was in London, I remember I, my cell phone died, and I was trying to find my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, oh, nobody bitch. would help me. I was like, hey, I'm, a, I'm an American. Uh, I, can I use your cell phone, this and that? And nobody would help me. So I went into a restaurant, and I was like, excuse me. I'm an American in an emergency, and I need your phone right now. Oh, yeah. And they go, and the lady goes, what does being an American in an emergency have to do with anything? I said, I don't know. You're I'm like, just trying to put importance, and I need to use a phone. Can you help me? And like, like, I yeah, think we- it actually means it's the most important. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm trying to do like a J- Jason Bourne thing here. Can you help me? Because we were like involved in the war on terror. It was like 2004. So I was like, oh, if I say I'm an American in an emergency, they'll think I'm like important. Right. Nobody cared. There's this drunk lady, and I was like, can I use your phone to call my girlfriend? Mine died. And she goes, I'm sorry, love. I'm pissed. <laughs> well, she's hammered? Yeah, that's what they have. That's what they call drunk over there, pissed. Oh, yeah, I know. Or, uh, yeah, that's right. Or, yeah, like, if, they're, if they say we're drinking the night away, they say we're pissing the night away. That means we're, like, getting drunk. Um, in the night ama- away. Imagine um, Obama as like a pilot. Uh, now look, Obama. Here's the thing: uh, we're experiencing some headwinds, uh, which Obama! are really not uh, to be alarmed with. Uh, this Obama! plane, is a 747, uh, it's stellar. Uh, it's quick, but it's bulky. So, uh, what we're going to need to ask you to do, uh, like my stimulus package, Obama. Is, uh, wait. And be patient uh, for the takeoff. Now, uh, some entertainment uh, could be in order. So we're going to waive the fees 
of the in-flight movies. Uh, I believe tonight it's Overboard. Uh, and uh, Bill and Ted's uh, excellent adventure. Obama! Uh, will we get uh, these wheels uh, off the ground? <laughs> yes, we can. Obama! Yeah, we'll do it. Imagine Trump as a pilot. Uh, now look. You're on the Listen. greatest plane that's ever been built. I just want you to know that before I even start. They say the flight from Los Angeles to D.C. is going to take six hours. We're going to get there at three, okay? We're going to get there at three. We're just going to throw all the thrusters up, the yoke, and we're just going to jettison the entertainment the right yoke. out the window. Yeah, the yoke. The pilot <laughs> term, the yoke. It's like the stick. The yoke. <laughs> I, I I think I've heard that before. I know, John. I'm a pilot. Uh, oh, my gosh. But, you know, a lot of people don't think we're going to be able to get you there on time. But we will. A lot of people think everyone says we can't do it, but we're going to do it. We're going to get you there on time. We're going to do it. He's such a dope. No. No, he can't be decked. Oh. Love the braze cap, by the way. You should rock that more. Hey, Ashley would appreciate that. It's as my a first one. It's the first one in this whole entire collection. The first one I oh, bought. Oh, I, I, I bet the Braves one behind you. The A's one is better. Braves. Such a cool looking logo. I hate the, A's the is Braves. The best. I know. I like that you're high now too. I really do. So stoned. I just love that. What happened? Did you overdose on a hit? No, Did you no, choke no, no. A little too much no. off the old cracker. I just, uh, I forgot what kind that I, I got like a new thing on Friday and I kind of forgot that I was, it was like a totally new strain. So I was expecting to get like this mellow high from this hybrid, but it's a sativa and that's kind of like a supercharge for ADD. So like yeah. when Biscardi was talking, I was just kind of like checking to like I w actually the whole time I was just making sure I was listening to what you were saying just to make sure that you, you were, were like as lost lying. as I was yeah I, I, I'm, I'm lost <laughs> I didn't understand I mean I'm I forgot like we, we, we were supposed to get into the funeral thing that was like yeah, our main topic for the night and what happened to Biscardi he fell off again yeah I tried to patch him in now it's not working Maybe his phone died. I think it's a nerd tonight anyway. It seems, I don't, it seems as if so. I don't think we have, I have the energy to, to go through all that again. Yeah, I know. Trying to boot you back in. Or slice me in temporarily. He didn't see that, though, which well, that means I think like... his phone died. Obama! He, Biscardi didn't. Yeah, I think, I think it's a nerd. The, um, save this for Sunday. Did you watch the Gaffigan specials, though? Uh, the new one? The seventh one? I watched that one, and I watched the one from last year, last night. The one where he was in... No, Where I... he ends the, the bit with Philadelphia, which I thought was cool. Oh, right. Wait, isn't that the one where he's like, brotherly love? They say that sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. I watched that one after I watched his... The one that came out this year with... Um... I love that line. That's so... It's so, it's so true. It's like, oh, we are the God. meanest city, but, like, if we have to stick up for you, it'll be like a brother sticking up for you. Like, we'll kill ourselves. You know, yeah. like we're very defensive. 
Like Tupac said, and live and die in L.A. Like, but get us pissed, we'll burn this bitch down or something like that. Right. When he's talking about like gangs. Truth. Gaffigan, though, uh, I yeah, love his sorry. comedy. I always have. Me too. Um, but but I I just I just think he's great when he's talking about uh, gambling. He's like nobody ever likes to admit they gamble. They're like, oh, I'm just going for the shows. Oh yeah. I'm just go. You go to Vegas for the shows. <laughs> But if I see a poker table, I may sit down in front of it and see what's going on. <laughs> hey, he there he on, is. He's back. He was on Joe Rogan uh, this week promoting, you know, like all of a sudden, like a super, like A-list comedian will all of a sudden be on Joe Rogan and you're like, what the fuck? Like out of nowhere. And I didn't yeah. know. And then he was on Jimmy Kimmel and Conan and, uh, you know, everybody this week. So I was like, I guess he's doing something. And then I jumped on Amazon, and it was right there, and I watched the first one, and I swear, dude, it was over an hour, and I had to, I didn't have to stop watching it, but I did, because, like, Heather was coming home, and the baby just woke up, so I was like, yeah, I can't keep, you know, like, I'm not going to enjoy this. So I jumped yeah. off of it, but, like, I, I just couldn't believe how long it was. Yeah, he's really good. He, he's, he's, he's just so fucking funny. Almost every sentence well, is a joke. Oh yeah, it's great. Even the stuff that's not meant to be jokes, he right. like welds into one. You, you can tell when he's adding it on the spot, and maybe not. You know, I know they like. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, but even so, you can tell he like added something late, and it's still funny. Oh, it works. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. This is back. Uh, Biz, you we left, left off uh, more stable. We left off. I'm terribly sorry. We left off where I was talking about the gypsy curse and yes, um, the fortune that I have and just, uh, the, and how I didn't have a, a phone charger. So, uh, as luck would have it, I lost my connection. I'm sorry about that, boys. Oh no, no worries. But the way what the story it? ended, I I don't know what you guys followed up with to save the show, but I was um, neither do well, I. Okay. Yes, Uber. I need an Uber. Okay, so I was in the back of the room, and the, this young kid let he happened to have a charger. It fit my phone, and I was able to call an Uber, and that's the end of the story. Sorry. Oh, but he took you. Oh, the employee took to you back Uber. to the lounge to help you. That yes. Right when we got cut off, I was saying that's such a cool thing when you're like traveling and shit's going bad, and that's like somebody helps you that doesn't have to it, that like right. works there, and you're like, right. thank you. Thank you. Right. This like changed my whole life. I I'm know. not going to go postal now tomorrow and end up in the news. You could have right. been a dick to me. <laughs> right. When I had that whole thing with United Airlines going to my grandfather's funeral, I, I don't even have the strength to get into that story. But um, the, I was when I was getting on like the fifth plane that day to get home, uh, some lady was kind enough to get me on a flight. And when I was there, there were servicemen getting on the plane. There was Marines, mm -hmm. and they saw I was having a really shitty day, and mm -hmm. was beside myself. And they gave me their drink tickets. They're like, "Here, you can have these. You need these more than us." And I said, "I, I don't." I said, I, yeah, <laughs> I said, "I don't." More you, than us. I, I I should be buying buying all of you guys rounds for what you do. Oh, they're gonna get them anyway. So I, yeah. But they were very nice, and that that kind of stuff really makes a difference when you're traveling, because yeah. it's out of your control. Travel, like you can only do so much before shit fucks up, and then you're like, "Well, I guess uh, I'm not flying tonight, even though I paid for it and I want to." Like, there's things that just get uh, taken out of your control. And it's frustrating. 
I told people at the funeral, um, I do not fly United under any circumstances. That includes if it's paid for. You're I good will man. not fly. Do not fly them. I will not fly them with a ham. <laughs> I will not fly them, Sam. I <laughs> Sam I, with a ham. I will not. They <laughs> sing without juices and blenders. I will Can not fly them with my legs. I will not fly them with green eggs. I will not fly them uh, with these sticks. I will not fly them without dicks. I will not fly them with Stevie Nicks. I will not fly them with a bunch of Nicks. I will not. I will not. I will not fly. I'll take a shot. Uh, yeah, they're they're terrible. But I'm glad they helped you out. When you were in Milwaukee, where did you fly from the airport to O'Hare, and then? All right. So it was from Milwaukee. I took a bus. The bus dropped me off at O'Hare. From O'Hare, I flew to Philly. From Philly, I flew to Islip. Gross. Gartha. Yeah. That's How like when the... I flew to Iowa. Four different airports. Oh, my Yikes. gosh. I have got to see that state. I'm, I've been so close lately, but I, I haven't it's been to It's just Iowa. cornfields. Well, the Yankees are playing the Red Sox in the Field of Dreams this year, so you can go get tickets to that. I did not know that. And the Sandlot will be there, the cast in a couple weeks with the, for something. We should, we should broadcast from there. Yeah, we should. We I should want get... to see that. John, I know we've talked about it. He's seen that field. And it's probably like, okay, I've seen it. Well, let's move on. But I still want to see it. No, it's pretty I awesome. Would... It is breathtaking. Breathtaking. Yeah, I'm no, wondering if it's like surreal. Mount Rushmore. Is it like Mount Rushmore where you go there Not and you're like, no, 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 no. It. It's nothing like – it's probably better because you get to walk onto it and walk into like the – you know, like you can take pictures and it and it's like anyone who looks at that picture, they're like, oh, wow, you're like in the field of dreams. Oh, I got to see it now. Oh, wow. Is it yeah. Dyersville, Iowa? I forget. I think so. In the town? There's a passenger in a big uh, RV. Yeah. Oh, you're a passenger, passenger. I was. We got to get a trip there. We got to do a show there, when the yeah. uh, when the Yankees play the Sox. I, I think that that window's closing though. I'm pretty sure it's like next week or something. But I didn't know that. We got to get there. It sounds cool. Some dickhead like bought it and they're like you know mowing it down. Oh no! Really? Yeah. For what though? It's really so much amazing land in Iowa. Story, though, it, uh, from what I understand, it really, really is the field of dreams. Apparently, the two owners had dreams about each other before they met. They say. Wow. wow. Yeah, they got to preserve that. That's what should be on the national. I've never seen that registry. movie. What? You've seen it. No. He's seen it. He's just ball breaking. I, I swear to God, I've never seen it. Oh my god. You've never seen Field of Dreams? I've never no. What year did it come out? 1987. I'm going to need a handgun. Okay, I was six. It's a stupid. It's a really stupid. Rocky. It's not everybody, everybody who was in the cast, including Ray Liotta and uh, oh, Ray Liotta. Kevin Cochran, I think, even thought so, but he didn't come out and say it. But Ray Liotta got the script. He's like, this is really goofy. You know, a guy builds a baseball field and a bunch of ghosts come out. Right. But then finally, yeah, like, I, didn't, I didn't buy it. Finally, at the end of the movie, though, when he sees his father, you find out that it's it's about so much more. Up oh, there go the time. Right. Like it went oh. over my head. 
Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, that's fake. Okay, cool. I was like, you know, eight when I saw it. I didn't like get it. Yeah. It's also the but most misquoted movie of all time. That and Return of the uh, or no Empire Strikes Back have the two most misquoted uh, film quotes of all time. Field of Dreams, they always say it's if you build it, they will come. Um, it's never never mentioned in the movie. The line is never said. The line is, if you build it, he will come. He will come. Oh, he. he Meeting mm. Shoeless Joe. Right, but really, Shula Show said he will come, meaning uh, Ray can sell his father. And, right. You know, that's what choked right. me up because I used to play catch with my old man, and uh, yeah, I will do that again someday. So, yeah, it's touching and it gets you. It's uh it's a great, it's a great. I think it's a great film. I think they should have crossed did a crossover of Field of Dreams and Children of the Corn, where like <laughs> kids come out, <laughs> people are like, <laughs> and signs. Yes. Hey, and the line isn't Malachi isn't Luke. I am your father. <laughs> it's Malachi. no. I am your father. He speaks to me always, Malachi. He speaks to me always, Malachi. He says, "I build it. They will come. I build it. He will come." We're all tired of waiting. Uh, Linda Hamilton, her finest role. I watched Terminator last night, the original. Have you guys seen that in a while? No, it's terrible. I it's never so liked cheesy. it. You like the second one, though. You like the T. The second yeah, one is like one of my favorite movies like of my life. Yeah, that yeah good. it's good. T-92, that was a banner year just because of that movie. But the first one is but now so it's just bad. Stop the franchise already. It's just not working. You know, They're, they're trying to write it so that uh, the Terminator actually ages like a person, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is just not aging um, like a normal person age. I mean, the man gets shorter. Yeah, yeah, he's tiny. Yeah. yeah. Speaking so. of tiny, you know who I saw last? Go ahead, John. Terminator 1, it was like it came out in theaters at like the perfect time with yeah. the perfect star you know like arnold was like just i mean not just but it was almost like yeah just put arnold in anything and it'll be cool right and right. he played this like bad guy who just went around like killing people called the terminator and it was like right. early 90s so there was like nothing you know like that was the first one. 84 was the first one 84 you know like it was yeah. so early it was like nothing was like that nothing like that was in theaters no. at the time it was so lucky and the way that they capitalized on it in the second one holy shit oh yeah it, it's crazy it worked. I, don't want, I don't want to digress too much but that was going to be another thing oh. to talk about i thought what's you know, that not to get too uh, uh five in line. but man these few Funeral directors. Oh yeah. Are, are, I don't know it's how a to racket. Be, it's a I racket. Don't know how to be in that business? But you talk about capitalization. Oh, it's yeah. a oh, yeah. game for these guys, and Keep going. they, uh, you know, they. It's like they have the. Some of them have just the personality of the Terminator. You know, this is your beer. Yeah, right, right. They're just kind of robotic. 
with the early bird package. <laughs> it includes a three-hour wake before 4, 8, 4 p.m. And then we ah. feed you to the vultures. <laughs> that is the early bird. Get it? Ha ha. The early bird. <laughs> and then... Uh, the AM special. <laughs> the early bird. I, I there's a there's a show that was on uh there was a, there's a there was a show on hbo called six feet under and it's yes. about a family that ran yeah, a funeral parlor yeah really right. good show dexter i was yeah, good show about that show i was having a bite to eat before the show and um this woman brought that show up i only saw one episode so the show would start out uh somebody is running along the mount the canyons i guess in in california and gets eaten by a mountain lion and then it cuts to the faded out white <laughs> and now that starts the story oh, of that right. episode right 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 that preceding, oh yeah you know? uh, remember they did that at the beginning of every I, episode yeah they'd show the death someone yeah. dies at the beginning yeah brilliant dick binder it, it really, I guess, does dive into the racket that is a funeral parlor. Sadly, and... no. 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 Okay. Like, I only saw one or two episodes, so I'm... Like, the... they're the good guys. So, like, it, it, they don't... They kind of show, like, how rough it is on them. Like, how, you know, like... People believe that it's a uh, a grieving process, and it's mm -hmm. something that's like healthy to go through, uh, mm -hmm. while they're also making money. So like it, it showed their like struggle where they were like, "Fuck, we have to kind of be like stone cold, like soulless assholes," but like it's tough because right. you can't. You're seeing so much sadness. You know? Yeah. Right. Like. Humanity. Yeah. That was the Hill House. Netflix series oh, they had last year. Got to finish they had that. last year. Oh, yeah, brilliant. second season. But I guess um, what's her name, uh, Elizabeth Reeser, who played the uh, uh, the character who were at the funeral home, and she was doing oh. pro bono work because uh, she felt so bad for all these families. Uh, that was the premise of. Yeah, she was compassionate. Uh, but. Aquaman. I get it. Every, we all, this is a capitalist society. Oh. We, we choose our path. <laughs> we make money with with it. Whatever we choose to do with our lives, I get it. It's a business. Business is business. But when I was right. sitting there, and I kept right. my mouth shut. I was sitting in the corner, and I was trying to entertain my little niece at the time, um, who didn't know what was going on. So I, I let the family take care of what they had to take care of. But, you know, I'm listening in, and I've been to to uh, funeral parlors before, and I've listened to the directors go over uh, the packages. And uh, I the really... Packages. Package. <laughs> this time, I just really got sickened because, um, you know, once once he talked about the church and what the church was charging, I, that was one thing I never thought about. Even at my father's funeral, I, I guess I wasn't really queuing in on it at the time. When they were talking about all the money, but you know, I knew my old man was covered by insurance and all. Like, I didn't, didn't know what the situation yeah. was here, but three hundred dollars yeah. to to serve an hour, just an hour. How much? This particular church. How much charge? Three hundred. Three hundred wow. being 
one hour, um, which they probably make on uh, any given Sunday at it's a five o'clock. for the stragglers. They're charging an extra three hundred, and and that really pissed me off. Well, yeah, um, that's that's taking yeah. advantage of a uh, somebody's loss. And then I went back after uh, I'm, I'm listening to all this. I go into the back of the funeral home, and I see all the caskets laid out. And wondering, you know, what are some of the, what are the, what's the going price for the average coffin these days? And they range about twenty five hundred, which was basically your wooden your basic wooden box. And then if you got something fancy like um, you know some sapphire finish, <coughs> it was five thousand. And uh, and then they had this collection of urns, and it was oh, just yes, uh, my Undertaker. <laughs> it just—it's it, everything is one upsell after the other. You know the way they even place the caskets. They start with, like the cheap ones first, then you keep walking. They got more expensive, but they got nicer. Oh. As you went along, you know, uh, every time you look down, yeah, it's a racket. If you everything that was more detailed, the packages just kept getting more enticing, more money, and um, the way that they explain it, they're trying to sell you the the most expensive because they know that most people who come in, they're, they're they're thinking, hey, look, we don't want your money, we want your insurance company's money. That's kind of how they present it. Yeah, it's not you paying for it. It's the insurance the company. You want the best situation for your beloved to uh, experience traveling to the uh, next plateau. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is a racket. And it's. Uh, I figure they make so much money. I mean, let's say the average cost of a funeral is, I don't know, 7500 Uh What do you get, three, four a month? I mean, you kind of do them pretty well. Right. It's a, it's a rack. Oh my gosh! Um, and you know, I wanted to see my father-in-law get the best. He was a great guy, really great guy, really yeah, smart I'm sorry. guy. I want to take this air time to say he was a hell of a guy. Wicked smart, as Casey Affleck said in Goodwill Hunting. Oh. And all around generous guy, and it was a oh. terrible thing that happened, but um, yeah. it, it happened. It couldn't happen to a, a less deserving guy, and. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, brother. The, the yeah. Whole, yeah, the whole thing was 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 a lot to take in for everybody, but the least that this guy could have done. <laughs> the funeral guy, I know he didn't mean to. You got it. We all have appointments, but he's going through this package. He had to have a translator, who was a really sweet young lady. You know, most people. Um, we're obviously speaking Spanish, you know. Yeah. But English speaks English. Her brother speaks English. Oh. Um, but they still brought an interpreter so that uh, well, my wife wouldn't have to play translator while the, you know we're going through all this, either with her brother. So yeah, good. Towards the end, is saying he's got to wrap it up because he's got another appointment to make it like one thirty in the afternoon or something. He was trying to get somebody to fill him in. He goes, I'm just oh. sorry. Anybody, oh. so we're gonna have to wrap this up pretty quickly. Uh, which one do you want? Wow, disrespectful. Yeah. I, I don't taking his wallet, but it's like you know, really, you got an appointment. Where, where do you gotta be? We're the only ones in the, in this in this building right now. 
you know, there's a joke. Well, it's like a funeral parlor in here. It's so quiet. It was like a funeral parlor in there because we were in a funeral parlor. It was so quiet. <laughs> a lot of people there. <laughs> it's like when Kramer goes into the uh, sauna and he's like, whoa, it's like a sauna in here. <laughs> <laughs> We should we should prank call them and be like I am the ghost of those you fucked over. Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Yeah, that's disrespectful. I, I gotta go. I got a hard stop. Uh, I got an appointment. I gotta go to. Really? Really? You just lost somebody. You can't have a little bit more. Uh, Respect. Maybe tell them to wait. Well, one of the things that I found very fascinating. So, um, my wife was explaining to um, the. Uh, I, I guess it was my sister-in-law. I think my my brother-in-law's wife. How things are done in Mexico. The funeral parlors are open for 24 hours for about three days, and it there's rotations. Everybody takes a rotation to pray over the casket and i'm thinking yeah i don't know what they charge rotation down there but you know i don't think that would um even be a package available because most funeral parlors know that the, the average american could not afford to keep a 24-hour service going for three days that would be in like the seven figures probably here yeah that's a lot of dough that's a lot of yeah, dough. Special siete. Wow. Siete. Yeah. That's a lot of dough. Well, you figure. What is a the average wake going right. to be? It's between four and six hours, and then you come back the next day, and then usually the third day is the interment, <clears throat> and then it's in the church's hands after that. They 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 stick their beaks. In. Does that cost any money? Their beaks. Well, I know that it was three hundred bucks was what the Catholic Church was getting from us um, for their hour-long service. But Wait, they I, charge I was, for funerals? Yeah, that's what I was just saying. The the, the church was getting a three hundred dollar fee for an hour mass. Oh, I thought you were talking about like some kind of coordinator was no. arranging this. Coordinator like, was was basically they're in bed uh, with each other. They make the arrangements. They'll they, they'll take the retainer fee. And then you know they'll whack it up as they see fit, and then give everybody their fair share who's ever involved in the package. And the Catholic Church gets three hundred bucks for an hour service. Oh, I, for some reason I, I assume it's some kind of coordinator. It's That's crazy. It's a business. Yeah, you're not it's a business. patient. Everybody. You're a customer. The second most profitable corporation behind Microsoft. Back in like the early nineties. You're not a penis. You're a Sperm donor. Right. That's crazy. Sperm That's donors. a racket. The funeral industry. Dude. It's a dying business. I'm like, what the fuck gets you into that? You know, like, yeah. where, when, yeah. and how, and why do you decide this will be my source of income? Yeah, it's I like a proctologist. Something bad happened to you. I, I think it's for people who just see an opportunity to make yeah. things stomach and have to. Uh, yeah. Right. But you have to have customer service. It's more than just that. You, that's what people don't realize. You've got to have the customer service, which I probably wouldn't have. I don't think I could deal with the people 
No. No way. How could you? It would be like peaks and valleys every day. Hey, I got paid. Hey, I have to deal with more grieving people every day for work. Like, no, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. It's a lot to chew. uh, That was a cool part of that show, Six Feet Under, where it was like some people would be like in denial and it showed like how they had to somehow like talk them through it. Again, they were the they were the protagonists. They were the good guys of the story. They were the protags. Yeah. That's crazy about about the the money that goes into that though. When you're talking about the funeral industry and like uh, you know the process, they have to do it in such a quick timeline. You know, like well this this and this this and this and at the same time act like you know yeah. try to be compassionate, but like hey, when's that check coming in? I remember. You know, it's, it's weird. Weird I was element. at this funeral and like I was kind of having the same thoughts where I was like, this is such a ripoff, first mm-hmm. of all, because yeah. don't you want to just yeah. like burn your relative or whoever it is and that's it and like get it over with. You just like want to get it over with. Yeah. And in but, a case like that, they offer the rental coffins for people who they know they're going to cremate. Here's a rental package. It's like, you know, rent the coffin. Come on. Can't you just have one? You have to add on another cost for something that you're going to rent out for a couple hours. Come on. And they always have like an answer. They're like, well, some people want to have the experience. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they want to pretend that we're going to bury them like normal people. Uh, But actually tomorrow we're going to burn them. Clark, we're just trying to do something again. Yeah, I can't. I can't be burned though. Um, I would burn for a week with all the booze flowing through this old man. How are we doing in here, Cincinnati? But uh, it is a lot to to, to deal with that, and uh, the, the prices are ridiculous. A rental? What is it? A car? Come on, give me a And I was, break. I was, I was thinking, you know, like I'm, I'm like, this is such a weird way to make money. Like I feel foolish ever paying for paying a funeral home for anything, like. Who the fuck? Who is anyone to tell me what I'm supposed to do with my parents when they die? Like right. I can do whatever I want with their bodies. Sorry, I'm not paying fifteen thousand dollars to some guys in suits that like tell me this is right. like the process. This is right. what we do as humans in America. This is how we grieve. This is how we mourn. And as I'm thinking that, I look on the wall and there's like this, like bullshit poem written in like Sanskrit and it's like the funeral process helps you mourn it helps you deal and it helps you overcome the the sadness and loss I'm like I don't think that really does it (laughs) it does help you it kind of walks you through it and I'm like you know I don't know Irish people always put an Irish blessing on the prayer cards you know do what you people, for lack of a better term, do 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 what your yeah. your traditions t- tell you to do. Whatever right. you want. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a prayer card we all, expert. We all mourn psalms, but I'm sure if you were to Google one, you'll find a nice one that'll speak to the heart and uh, you know do them justice. As Mr. Echo well, says, I, I will mourn them my own way. My own way. My only funeral request is please don't have some fat person sing Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You in the church. Like, just don't do that. Yeah, it's so corny. 
corny and cheesy and cliche. It's, uh, yeah. I want good vibrations yeah. on loop. I'll take the <laughs> of the angel, though, and just think about Nicolas Cage as the angel. You know, he's coming out of the water like, <gasps> with his arms. <laughs> City of Angels. Nicholas Cage is in some new movie, and I'm really pumped about it. He's like I haven't even watched the trailer, but I saw like on it YouTube. Come out of jail. It was like upcoming trailers, and he has like some weird like chemical, and he looks all nerdy. And, and it's Nick Cage. I'm like, <laughs> he's yes. So great. No, I saw he's got one coming out. He's I don't gonna know do it. Like, he's gonna come back. Like, he was a, a hitman who was he's out on the street again. He's got a score to settle and he's fat. <laughs> his son's in a new movie too oh. coming out. His son is like in a bunch of new films his coming son? out. His name's uh, Nick Cage Jr. One, one of them. His right? I don't know which one this is. He's like the he's almost thirty. His name he goes he uses the Coppola last name. Ah, uh, okay. Um I, yeah, I'll, I'll look up his name, but uh, he's like a film coming out. Hmm. Have you ever seen Nicolas Cage? I feel a renaissance uh, for Nick Cage coming. I, I do. Yeah, it's I think he's that time. Yeah, He's an Oscar winner. We're almost I mean, there. Yeah, he's an Oscar winner. And he was winner. awesome in like a, a lot of movies, but like a long time ago now. Yeah. Like 20 years ago now. A little wired. Weston Cage Coppola is his name. Weston. He's he's starring in a, a war Weston epic called D Day, uh, as as the lead. Uh, he's 28 years old, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. That actor from uh, what is it? The Big Bang Theory. He's like the short nerdy guy who's obsessed with him because he, he I guess he's a look alike, and um, he talks. He loves. Named Nicholas Cage, and Nicholas Cage is his hero. And uh, yeah, he time when him. he was, he was like a little kid, he ran into his arms and called him daddy, I guess, because he thought he looked so much like him. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew he did an impression of him. Yeah. He painstakingly packed away for his daughter. I said, put the bunny back in the box. His name Only is Cage Weston was- Coppola Cage. Coppola, West His spouse Coppola is Hila Cage Coppola, so he uh, incest. Yes, <laughs> lots, of, lots of incestuous. Uh, so I was unable to anticipate feline complications through the reanimation. <laughs> he definitely is Nick Cage's son. You can totally see his eyes. Oh yeah, okay. my design was perfect. Your design was perfect. Surely I was anticipate feeling complication. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, what are you guys watching on uh, TV now? Anything? Anything pumping? Anything good? Uh, you know, I started watching. I can't find it again. I fell asleep on it a couple of times. But uh, well, for one thing, Casa de Papel is in the second season on Netflix, uh, and I started watching that. But the other thing I was watching was the documentary on. Jihadi John, it's unmasking Jihadi John. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to finish it. And I can't find it now. So, Have you watched uh, Dick Tracy recently? You guys brushing up for the pilot? Couple of uh, clips. I did watch a couple of clips. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be really fantastic. Having a mask. Um. The fuck did I just watch? Oh, uh. Taco Chronicles. 
Taco Chronicles? What's yeah, that? Yeah, if you check out my Instagram story, <laughs> I gave them a shout out. I swear. Dude, it is all. It is like the. There's like 10 or maybe 8 or 10 episodes. The best places in Mexico to buy tacos. And Ooh. the first two episodes, you'll be like, holy shit, the tacos that we eat are 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 pathetic are are blasphemous or amateur hour or bush league i'm sure i was watching this morning while i was like just cleaning up like heather and hannah like went out and i don't even know what they did i think they like went shopping and went out to lunch and i was like uh just picking up the house but i just like saw it i was like taco chronicles okay Actually, the truth is, Hannah took the remote from me and, like, accidentally turned that on. And I was like, what the fuck did you turn on? And I grabbed the remote from her. And I was Taco like, Chronicles. I was like, oh, Taco Chronicles. All right, I'll just leave this on. I'll see if it's good. And it was pretty awesome. Like, you see, dude, they go to places in Mexico that I've never seen, and I still, like, don't even know how to pronounce. What? After hearing them Guadalajara. Oh. I do like the name, Crazier Taco Chronicles. Oh. I don't know. I was like, all right. I know what to expect here. This is going to be real deal taco places. Like the best tacos on planet Earth. That's usually how it works. It's these hole-in-the-wall places that have yeah. no appeal to the outside. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of those in L.A. There's like places in like a strip mall in like Canoga Park that you would like. If that's a restaurant, you go in. It's like the best tacos you've ever had. But there was there was this one guy, dude, who was like showing the corn that he uses and none of the corn was white or yellow it was like black and like red and like blue and he's like we genetically modify corn to make it look white or yellow and that makes all this corn die i'm seeing sweet corn all over all over the island all over new jersey it's all about the sweet corn it's it's kind of refreshing Teasing yeah. right now, you'll love that sweet corn, oh. but just not ready for fall. No, yeah, yeah. But yeah. imagine how, like, like the red and the blue and the purple and the black corn yeah. is readily available as the white. Yeah. Cornucopia, idiots, we are. You guys want to? Uh, you want to oh. do any sports? You want to start putting like the W? Uh, I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to sack. When this gets back, we'll wrap it up. I'm headed I'm ready ready to, to the rack. <laughs> you and Hay going down to uh, you and Hay going down to Burgerfy tonight, getting some good two for one deals from your Groupon. Yeah. Wait a minute. Had, um, uh, what the hell did we eat tonight? Speaking of Mexican, dude, I'm like in love with the Mexican like culture, and like I almost wish I lived there. There's like less cool. expected from you, and you can get by with less. Yeah, there's um, traditional values. And I, I just think they don't, like, overdo it. Like we do down here where it can cause you to, like, you know, get in trouble. They have, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just simpler and, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, simpler. The uh, Taco Chronicles. Nick Cage. <laughs> Talk. Wait, he's in the Taco Chronicles? No, no, no. I was ready to blow my own dick. That's no. amazing. <laughs> Running with the devil. <laughs> the taco chronicles i like uh your story the, the rainbow background and it just says the taco chronicles on netflix yeah. and it makes you want to watch it because you're like i don't know what it is but 
You know, the fact that John like, put effort into this. Yeah. I do. Like, they're like, uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like I'd get along down there better. Not just because I, I make tacos. Just because I just, I like how they don't, they don't over, they just don't overdo it. They don't. It's, it's, I, I love the Mexican people. Yeah. They've always been very kind to me. And yeah, uh, I try yeah. to speak Spanish and they deal with that. Without making fun of me too much for speaking bad Spanish, like they're, they've they uh, they like my I'm, name. I've married into a Mexican family. Uh, they've right. embraced me. Yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, I mean, I spent a week there in Mexico City, and oh, they yeah. they liked my name, Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, the Amo Jonathan, the Amo Juan. It's like their serving sizes are smaller on every. In everything, like if you order a glass of water, the glass, the cup is smaller. If you order a plate of food, the plate is smaller. Everything is like just less intense. Yeah, it's like how it should be, like appropriated yeah. portions. Yeah, well, it's how it should be there. And I like how they talk. Same as you guys, uh, you guys want to put tonight in the column of the W? Well, I see some uh, CBS Burbank Studios from last night. Yet? Did I miss it? We have not discussed. Oh. I think we'll save for another show, though. I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. Ah, yes. Um, but yeah, this was a good show. We got to uh, get out there and um, scarred. I'm sorry about the travel uh, woes, but. Uh, you know, thoughts with the family. Sorry for all the uh, yep. all the things that happened. You know, to you guys this past week. Um, oh, truly, man. So, uh, thank you for listening to the show. It's the podcast. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. Check us out for free. On Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Roku. From the gentleman in charge of the Milwaukee to Chicago O'Hare shuttle, Michael Biscardi, to the man in charge. Of the Taco, what is it? The Taco Chronicles. Taco Chronicles. Yeah. Taco Chronicles. Jonathan right, Ashford. Right, right. To the man in charge of eating tacos off the floor on a Chronicle bus out of <laughs> Chicago. I'm Matthew Clark. Thank you for listening. Good night, everybody. See ya. Godspeed. Bye. <laughs> I like the chimes. We drink to our legs. Yeah. Sorry for the abrupt no, 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 Jenny's game. It's like 11 a.m. I'm blowing the level.